Hello and welcome to the Bad Stories. The name of this story is Sounds of Smoke. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. Episode 1. The House with a Light Across the Pond. There is a house with a light and a window across the pond. Is it evil or is it just sad? I mean, it's a house, not a horse. <laughs> it has a window. It's across the pond. I am repeating myself. That's never a good sign. And what was that about a horse? I mean, that's a, just a bad joke. I'm embarrassed. I hope no one heard that. I mean... I'm alone here on the porch, so probably not. But you never know. Maybe like my parents were rumbling around in the kitchen. Yes, I am visiting temporarily for a while my parents. I, I don't want to say living with them. I mean, I'm 30, so that would be sad. So no, not living with them. Just visiting until further notice. You know, it's kind of one of those... It's totally common. Lots of kids in their mid-30s move back in with their parents kind of things. So, you know, it's totally common. Yeah. God, I'm 30, I'm unemployed, I'm unattached, and I'm back in eastern Long Island living with my parents. Fuck, this sucks. And the worst thing is, is that I'm living in eastern Long Island. It's not really that easy to get to the city because it's hours on a train, like more than one hour. So I'm just stuck here, back in eastern Long Island with its cute shrubbery and all the lawns, like all the fucking lawns, lawns everywhere. Like, you know, you live in the city for a while and you forget how many lawns there actually are outside of the city you know and it's such a big deal to care for a lawn like there's watering cutting nurturing it feeding it buying it a drink I think I just understood why suburbia has so many lawns they are a kids replacement yeah you know once kids grow up and leave for college and then they're fingers crossed, successful adult life. Yes, I see the irony. The parents get a lawn, and there you have it. I can feel now that I'm back, it's like running into your best friend from work at a bar while being out with your actual friends. And he decides to join, it becomes like really awkward, because you're sort of trying to include him, but you also really just want him to go away. It sounds stupid, but if that actually happens to you, you'll know what I'm talking about. Anyway, it's like that. My parents and their lawn are like the school gang, and I'm the friend from work that just won't leave. 
I mean, seriously, man. What was that? Like, that was just so awkward. <sighs> People, am I right? Oh, the lights just went on in the house. Where's the, where are they? Where are the, oh, there they are, the binoculars. Binoculars? Binoculars? How, how do you say this word? Anyway, I can't believe people actually still have them. I mean, I found them the other day in my dad's study. What a weirdo. Anyway, and I sort of decided to make them my after-dinner live entertainment. I've been looking at all those houses across the pond. I got two down. So, there's the Stevens family. They are as boring as they are in person. Like, nothing happens. At all. And there's the Wachowskis. They eat a lot. Like, Mr. Wachowski loves sandwiches and pizza and snacks. No, but he really does love sandwiches. I've never seen a man make so many sandwiches in a day or a night. And, anyway, tonight, it's, well, I thought it was Mr. Amityville's house turn. Should point out that that's not an actual name. Uh, it's a Long Island joke. It was just a nickname that we gave this house as teens because it was kind of, well, it was kind of really creepy. And uh, the old man that lived there, he was always kind of very reclusive and scruffy and smelled of cat pee. But he was nice. He always smiled to us and gave out mints as we were um, kind of always staring at the house. And sort of daring each other to, I don't know, ring the doorbell. Anyway, so he would come out and we would scream and run away he playfully would shout that the peppermint monster is coming um and would slowly walk to the end of his driveway with a basket of mints like an actual basket like a woven basket with all kinds of mints probably stolen from restaurant yeah it was kind of nice and then we would come out of hiding and um take the mint and then run away you know we didn't even like the mints but you know, we were polite. Thinking back, if I heard a story like this now, then I would probably call the police. Think about it. A creepy house with a sort of um, creepy old man giving out sweets to kids. But hey, you know what? That was the 90s and we were oblivious. Everything was somehow safer. Even though it probably wasn't. What was Amityville's real name? Oh, God. It was some kind of color. Gold. Gray. Green. Greenstein. Greensmith. Yes. Mr. Greensmith. Yeah. Aww. Oh, and he never cut his lawn. Maybe because he never had any children. Or any of the jungle that have entangled his house oh memories but i don't think it's his house anymore it looks neater i mean i can see the actual house and the lawn i can see the lawn he probably died or moved to a retirement community and um sold his house now let's see who do you belong to now mr greensmith manor huh 
Ooh, there is a guy. A young guy. I'm guessing mid to late 30s. So, I guess a man guy. No, you know what? He's kind of cute. A little skinny, but mm, cute. I wonder if he's gay. I don't know why I thought that. He's not making out with another man. He's just walking into the living room. He seems to be way too clean. I think it's that. Well, except for all the shit that he's covered in. And he's sweating profusely. Maybe he just got back from the gym. Although he doesn't look like that he's dressed for the gym. And I don't see any gym bag. Maybe he was just chased by the spirit of Mr. Greensmith. <laughs> oh, where is he going? Oh, he's going to the other room space. He's going into the house. Like, into. Oh, and I can't see. Well, that was not really that exciting. Oh, he's back. And he took his shirt off. All right. All right, not too bad. Um, too skinny, though. Like, he is really skinny. But at least not fat. Cool tattoo, uh, I think. What is it? Oh, and it's a tattoo of a dinosaur breathing fire on his ribcage slash chest area. Wow, not cool. Weirdo. I thought mostly Asian dudes got those. He doesn't look Asian. Maybe he's half. His hair looks dark and he is skinny. Not hairless though. Hairy. Very hairy. I can't tell where it starts and where it ends. Skinny, hairy man. Hmm. I wish she would stop going in and out of the binocular visible space. Yes, I just said that. Well, thought that. It's hard to see him clearly while he's facing. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I lost him. This binoculars suck. I put the binoculars down and took a drag of my ciggy. I know smoking is bad for you, but so is stress, so... Eh, fuck off. Is that fire? Let's see. Oh, uh, yeah. He's... He started a fire. In a fire pit. Oh my god, he has a fire pit. That is too cool. And it's so hard to get a fire pit these days. I mean, you need permits. And, you know, being on a pond, there are, like, other restrictions. Like, do not harm the geese. Fucking geese are everywhere. They're like lawns. Mm, I love the smell of fire. I closed my eyes for a second and just inhaled the fresh, smoky air. I started to drift off for a bit, standing there in the dark on the porch of my parents' house, wrapped in a steady breeze of a mid-July night. It was nice. It almost became a ritual to come down to the porch when all, well, just my parents really, gone to sleep and just stare at the neighborhood while taking a drag of it always is just one last cigarette I really should stop smoking I mean I'm not even a smoker really yeah some denials are real <laughs> what was I doing oh fire yes 
That man across the pond. The man. That sounds so saucy. The man. <laughs> the guy. Yeah, bathroom. The guy across the pond has a fire pit, an outdoor fire pit. I gotta make friends with him, even if he's a douche. I mean, he looks like a douche with that dinosaur tattoo. Hmm. Let's see the fire. Hmm. It's a it's a pretty big fire. It's he. Oh my God! He's burning his clothes. The clothes he's wearing, all of his clothes, and I mean like. All of his clothes, including the underwear. Hello, wow! There is a naked, possibly half Asian man with a dinosaur breathing fire tattoo on his side chest, burning his clothes. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Oh, where is he going now? Ooh, another light goes in the house. This is kind of hard to see. As I walk up closer and climb on top of the gazebo, haven't done that in years. My parents have this cool flap top wooden gazebo. It looks like a giant table, and is perfect for smoking weed on. Hello, high school. <laughs> this gazebo rooftop has seen a lot. Okay, so he is in a basement. There you are, dinosaur man. What are you doing? Drinking a beer and doing laundry. Do you still have laundry? No, I mean. Oh, you are stuffing your blood-covered sneakers with an American flag design on them into a washing machine, and you're putting bleach in it. What the hell happened to you, crazy dinosaur man? I put down the binoculars and think of the obvious thing. Should I call the police? Then I think about how bored I am. I mean, I'm sitting on top of the gazebo with the binoculars, looking at houses across the pond. The house with a skinny, blood-covered, naked man with an American flag shoes. What the hell did I just see? Holy shit! This is happening. I am actually holding a person down while my buddy is punching him in the face. I don't think I can hold him any longer. Not really the gym-going type. Lanky is the physique that describes me best. What? The Rock? What is Nick saying? I, I can't really hear him between Nick punching this homeless guy. The homeless guy grunting and coughing up blood and me having to hold him down. This is a mess. This is not cold-blooded by any means. This is just bloody. Oh, the rock! Can I get a rock to hit this homeless dude on the head with? Yeah, let me see if I can find something. There's one. Nick, I see a rock. Hold the homeless dude down. Now! There's the rock. I grab it at what feels like lightning speed and BAM! Or slump! Okay. It's done now. Nick is still punching. Nick has got to stop. He's gone mad. He's just punching and punching him. I have to stop him. 
I really don't want to interfere because Nick is just so much bigger than me, but... Oh, this is getting way too bloody. Okay, I can do this. I have asked for this. I get up from the ground and jump on top of Nick's back like a high school cheerleader, and I try my best to pull him off. Ow! Shit, dude, you punched me! You punched me! Nick! Nick, he's out! He is out! Stop punching him! I... I think he's dead. It's over! I am in command now. So what's next? Right, okay. We should bury him now. Or should we just throw him in the river? I... I don't really know what to do here. Maybe we can burn him? Burning him is the cleanest. What? Oh, yes, the thing. Almost forgot to get this thing the homeless guy had to die for. Now where is it? Let's see. Nick, grab the metal detector. Gotcha. Great, it's in his stomach. Ugh. Why do they always have to swallow the fucking thing? Nick, the knife, please. We gotta cut him open. And I wore this new blazer, and now it's gonna get all messy. Why? Why did I not take the plastic poncho? It was the one thing that I was holding in my hand, thinking, Oh no, I'm not going to need this. I'm an active agent in command now. I wouldn't need a poncho. This was supposed to be an easy retrieval. Let's see. Nick, buddy, you might want to move away and also look away because here comes your favorite part. I take the knife and cut through the homeless dude's shirt. His white, lean belly flesh is exposed. And with a swift, hard pressure, I pierce through the belly with the blade and open the guy up. There's blood everywhere. You can just feel the warmth of the body immediately as my hand glides inside this dude's stomach. Nick is trying not to be sick in the corner. This part is always rough for him. Poor guy. Punch a guy to death, snap his neck in half, shoot him. No problem for Nick. Cut a guy open and all of a sudden it's guts out for Nick. No pun intended. Ugh. Where is it? I mean, this is just such a weird feeling. I am literally hands deep inside some dude just now, and there is a side of my brain that cannot stop making cheesy jokes. We only just met and we're already so into each other. Or, gee, if I knew we were you were going to be this feisty, I would have bought you dinner first. I think I feel it. Please don't be some other weird thing that you swallowed. Yes, I definitely feel it. A small hard piece of metal with ridges in the midst of this warm goo. Ugh. There it is. There it was. A small, regular looking key in my dark, blood and slime-covered hand. This little thing is what this homeless dude had to die for. And I had to ruin my blazer. Nick? Come back here, buddy. We're done. You gotta clean up. I'm going. As per regulations, we need to leave separately. Throw him in the river. Let nature take care of him. Touch base tomorrow. 
Stupid fucking car! Get out of the way, asshole! Oh, I fucking hate Long Island and its drivers. They're worse than Jersey. Oh, wait. Yep, look at the license plate. Jersey. I can still see the look on his face. It was so angry. I can't believe it took two of us just to hold him down. I smell like his sweat. Or is it my sweat? I can smell the blood. There's, there's blood everywhere. There's blood on my shoes. Oh, they're new. Oh, maybe I'll try and bleach them. Oh, Jesus, this is bad. Hopefully Nick cleaned it up nicely. Those fucking woods. Never go into the woods. There is a reason the woods get a bad rap. Bad shit happens there. That dude, what, whatever his name was, whoever he was, he'll never leave the woods. Oh, shit, was that a cop car? Shit, slow down, keep it under 70. I mean, I look like a meth head, covered in dirt and blood, sweating profusely. I think if I get pulled over, they'll arrest me just for looking suspicious. Well, it's good that I live alone. Nobody is going to see this shit show. On the other hand, there's a possibility of choking on peanut butter and dying because there's nobody there to help me. Well, there's two sides to every story. God, I'm tired. I really should get some light driveway lights. It's impossible to see the fucking thing. There. Home. I'm home. Thank you for listening to Sounds of Smoke. Written by Anna Abrams. Performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedek.